This is a Podfire production. On this episode of the 2% Podcast, we do our weekly sports breakdown and get Big Wob to fill in for Jeremy because he's in Melbourne. And that episode starts now. Uh, uh, I just want milk that tastes like real milk. This tastes like full cream milk. And only 2% fat. Welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Um, so, exciting news today, or is for me anyways. Um, we've got Big Wob in the studio. Jeremy's in Melbourne um, having the time of his life. He went to the Anzac Day game. I asked him to post on socials, but as usual, didn't do it. Um, so, welcome, Rob. G'day, Liam. How you going, mate? It's um, an absolute pleasure to be in here. And um, you know, to be sitting in the chair that Jeremy normally sits in is a little bit daunting. It is, yeah. Um, because he's such a media icon at the moment and down in Melbourne for the second time in a year. In his life as in well. In his life, yeah, and he's done it twice within three months. He has. Uh, so well done, Jez. Hope you're tuning in for when this comes out. Bad luck about your team. Yeah, they, they suck. Yeah. Um, Rob, what happened in your week, mate? I know you went to a f- uh, the Q Clash and how was it? And good, yeah, to, wh- good to see the fans back there. Yeah, went out to the Q Clash and it was absolutely brilliant actually for the, the crowd-wise. Definitely the best crowd we've had at a Q Clash for a long time. And it was actually a passionate crowd too, which was good to see. Um, the Lions were just too polished. The Suns definitely on the improve. You can see that. And the scoreboard probably didn't quite uh, f- reflect how well they actually played. Yep. Brisbane kicking 21-6 and the, and the Suns kicking... 10 goals, 12. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, you know, it just showed that it was a, a relatively even game, but um, the Lions won by nine goals. Well, you're going to the game this weekend and you're going to Sydney. Tell we, me a bit, oh, a bit mate, about it. Oh, mate, cannot wait for this one. Brisbane Lions haven't won. I'm a massive Brisbane Lions fan for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and the Brisbane Lions haven't won in Sydney for 13 years. Right. We've only beaten Sydney twice in the last 10 years. So this is a massive test for us. And um, going down to Sexy City. Yep. Um, where all the otters come out and play. That's right. And... Um, Going to have a great weekend down there. It's um, looking forward to the game. And also, um, no, I won't say any more about it, actually. Why? Oh, because I'll leave that for my hero of the week. Okay, on. yep. Uh, my week. Managed to get the dub in um, Friday night footy. They did four comp. You've had more dubs in the last week than um, many weeks put together. Before yeah, that. I know. Well, Carlton didn't win, so that's not No, no, but you, your own personal dubs. Yeah, correct, actually. Um, winning a few indoor games as well. Um, overcome. So, so apologise if I'm a bit croaky today. It's not COVID. It's just a common cold. Um, it's been biting me in the ass. You've, you've already had the spicy cough earlier in the year, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I already had COVID earlier in the year, but yeah. that was from clubbing. So yeah, well, um, you pick those up on the way. Don't that you? will happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got the dub on Friday night. Um, won by about ninety points, I think. And so uh, the the story I got was uh, seventeen clearances, thirty eight possessions. And <laughs> A couple of goal yeah, assists. clearances, yeah. yeah. Dominate out of the midfield, Rob. And what about um, what about the indoor cricket? Because I heard your podcast last week. I listen religiously, obviously, because yep. it's one of the, the greatest podcasts in Australia. But uh, I heard the the ambulance came up yep. and um, dropped off Liam and just before the 
podcast and you had a bit of a sook about the captaincy. I did. Well, as the um, non-playing captain. Yeah, the non-playing captain. But to your credit, mate, turn it around. Just get out there and um, put the performances on the board. Still leading the comp in all statistics. Minimum five games played. So that's good news. That's great news. Yeah. Um, But this tonight, we're taking on... Um, Nick Malcheski and the Labrador Football Club at Cook Murphy Oval. <laughs> he could probably beat you just on his own, couldn't oh, he? Uh, it's going to be a real test of my own footy skills. Big, big good to play alongside him. Um, I haven't got to do that in the past. So to play alongside or against, sorry, a AF, ex-AFL player and a good one at that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, see how he goes, see how he goes at the footy, what patterns he runs and stuff like that. So... Um, Learning experience. It is, and it'll be fun, you know, not expecting to do well, exactly great, but, you know, just to play well as a team is all we ask for. Yep. So, exciting podcast today, Rob. Um, we're going to get through the bets of the week last week. I honestly don't think we're going to keep doing these. We suck at them, um, but we're going to keep, I guess, giving them a crack. Uh, we do guess the player, hero of the week. The Formula One recap, the NFL draft, so that'll be live when we're doing the podcast, um, and a possible draft day trades that are coming up, AFL breakdown, um, doomsday scenario, and then our bets of the week. So quite the agenda for today, Rob. Can't wait. Let's do it. Sweet. Let's get into it. All right. Jez bet, Jez bet of the week. Um, he had Max King for three goals, Keys and McRae, 25 plus, Kerno two goals, Hewitt, 25 plus, Lions to win. Dylan Moore for two, Callum Mills for 25. So uh, Max King didn't get up. I think he kicked one goal seven. <laughs> one goal seven. <laughs> Unfortunate. Poor old Max. Um, and Dylan Moore kicked one goal. My bet of the week, Carlton the win. Didn't happen. Tom Green, Jack Still, 25 plus. I think I got that. Toby Green to kick two. Didn't happen. Bally Smith and Ben Keys, 25 plus. Cody Waitman to kick two. Didn't happen. And Melbourne to win. All right, this is uh, one of my favourite segments that we do here, Rob. Well, but can, can we just go back? Yeah. That was a really pathetic couple of bets from you guys last week. Oh, come on now. I mean, at least Jeremy, Jez, Big Jez, Jezelenko, at least he got most of his right. Yeah. So we're, we're, on, we're really on, on notice this week, aren't we? We are. Okay, we're going to show Jez what, how to do it. Yeah, so this could be whether Jez come back, comes back or not. So, <laughs> um, Jez, you're welcome back, mate. So guess the player, Rob, if you're not sure about how it works. So you've got 30 seconds to guess an AFL player. Jeremy doesn't like to do ex-AFL players because he cracks the shits, but if you like to, more, more than welcome, mate. Um, so I can start. The, have you got your player? In my head of the one that you need to select? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, sweet. So, I'll so go who's first. going first? I'll go first. You're going to guess first. Yeah, I'll guess first. Okay. All right. So the 30-second timer starts now. Current player? Yes. Melbourne team? Yes. Melbourne? No. Collingwood? No. Essendon? No. Carlton? No. St. Kilda? No. Richmond? No. North Melbourne? No. How Ge- can you keep going? Geelong? No. Damn. Um. Halfway there. This is brilliant. I love this guy. <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Um, who did I miss? I have to guess. Um, I have to guess a player that I don't even know the club of. 30 seconds. You, um, surely you've got to know the club. I think you're one club short out of the Victorian. Out of the Victorian? Yep. Was it Richmond? No. Oh, no, it was Hawthorne. 
Hawthorne. Okay. Well, do you want to have a have a crazy guess at a Hawthorne player? Uh, Jack Gunston. No, it was down the other end. Sam Frost. There you go. Right down the other end. All right. Well, I suck at this game <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, every time I see you do this, you nail it. Yeah, I know. And you've been gazumped by Hawthorne. Not my favourite team. You know, no, obviously. Okay. I was going to pick Patrick Cripps just for a bit of fun, okay. but I didn't. Sam Frost. Nice. All right. Um, okay, I've got my team and my player. Yep. So your 30 seconds starts now. Uh, current player? Yes. Uh, Melbourne Club? Yep. Footscray? Nope. Essendon? Nope. Carlton? Nope. Hawthorne? Nope. Geelong? Nope. St Kilda? Nope. Melbourne? Nope. Uh, Richmond? Nope. Oh, d- North Melbourne? Nope. Oh, damn, now I'm in the same <laughs> boat as you. I, can't, no, I don't know who I've forgotten. Richmond, uh, St. Kilda? Nope. Um, North Melbourne? I oh, know I said them. Collingwood? Yep. Um, Defender? Nope. Forward? Yep. Um, Ginevan? Yes, correct. Oh! <laughs> Sorry for blowing out the ears there. I've just looked. He stopped it at 31 seconds. There I'm going to claim it anyway. No, you got a 29. Well done. Well, you, you, you picked one that was probably a little bit easier for me to get. And, uh, yeah, the rising star. And how mate. did I? How did I not come across Collingwood straight off the bat? I, I know. Ah, oh, damn. You said Footscray, then you went to Essendon, then you went to Carlton, then you went somewhere else. Oh, mate, I did. A, I did a lap of the bloody, um, <laughs> the, the what do you call that? The train system yeah, down in Melbourne. Station. I was trying to work out the, the, where I was going, but anyway, well there done. we go. Rob, one for one. Oh, I think I'm one for three. Good, good game. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the sports that happened over the weekend, Rob. Um, Formula One, we'll start off with that. Did you get to watch the race? Oh, I certainly did. I love yep. the Formula One, yep. as you know. Mm-hmm. We um, have a lot of chats about that here. But um, Red Bull, bang. Pretty good. I, isn't it strange this year? Like, I mean, we know that we've got different specs on the cars and mm-hmm. yeah, Mercedes are way where they were. But yep. Red Bull have been a roller coaster through the first few rounds. Yeah, they have. And a, lot of, e- a lot of um, engine failures and stuff like that for them. Yeah, so, you know, what they finished first and second and a great result for McLaren with Lando Norris. Yep. And then, but see then George Russell, you know, he's going okay, but then... Hamilton. Old mate, oh, Lewis mate, Hamilton. Wasn't he getting frustrated? I think he was in 13th the whole race and couldn't get past Pierre Gasly or something. Yeah. And uh, he, he got stuck there. He just couldn't overtake him because they were in the DRS train. What, um, what do you think of sprint races? Um... I'm not sure. Um, I think they're changing next year. I know there's been a lot of talk about change next year. I don't mind. I don't mind the point system. Um, I, I, think I think they're putting a lot on the line though for a few points. Yeah, there's yeah. N- there's not a lot of points in it. Mm-hmm. They're still going to run. It's a third of the race distance. Yeah, yeah. So they're putting a lot on the line. A big crash in a um, in a sprint race mm-hmm. puts you on the back of the grid and. Maybe you can't even get on the grid for the main yep. race. I think it needs to be longer. A longer sprint race? Yeah. Um, at least one pit stop. Yeah. Yeah, pit uh, stops, are, that's a tactical. Yeah. So I think like a 30, basically it's 21 laps, maybe like a 35 lap or a 40 yeah, lap. Because Leclerc basically was his um, tyre strategy that cost him the sprint race. Exactly right. And I think if they're going to change it to that, they may as well just do two races in the one yeah. weekend when they do an IndyCar. Yep. Um, Split the points. Yeah, if you want, same points, you know, maybe like... Maybe 20 and 20 instead of... Yeah, maybe a little bit different. Still get a faster slap um, point. But yeah, it was a good... uh, I feel like um, Leclerc and Ferrari made a big mistake going back out and trying to get the faster slap, and he he got turned around. Um, He's lucky to actually be back out there, to be honest. Um, I think it was like eight laps to go or something, and he hit the... 
hit the wall and he ended up back in 10th place or 9th place and still got up to 6. Yeah. Very lucky though. What about um, Danny Rick? Yeah. The world's biggest villain. If you're going to oh. go to any track and take out a Ferrari, don't do it in Italy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so th- he'll, he'll be um, public enemy number one there until he, um, he drives for Ferrari if that ever happens, which I probably doubt it. But um, There's a few um, mid-season changes that I've been seeing on Twitter, especially lately. Um, they want to get Pastore in a t- into a Williams. Yeah. Um, which I saw. They... They suggested a move of Pierre Gasly and Danny Rick, mid-season change. Really? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't that. see that. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, but Danny Rick's struggling at the moment. They strategy didn't help him at all. The crash didn't help him at all. And yeah, I think he ended up seventeenth, the last of the remaining drivers. He was. Um, and for me, the biggest news of that race, and I'd, I can't remember it happening without an accident or something, was um, Lewis Hamilton being lapped. Yeah, that was. Uh, I reckon Max gave him a, a little wink on the way. Oh, past. Max! Max would have loved it, wouldn't oh. he? Max is one of the most um, entitled people that I've seen in any sport. He does not think that anything he does is um, wrong. He's, yep. he's the man, and he doesn't mind telling him. So it's, it's good for the sport because it does definitely bring a lot of attention to the sport, and it's a good thing. Yeah, and it is. And you, you look at Valtteri Bottas finishing fifth. You know. And he's in a Mercedes last year. He's not doing too bad, is he's he? He's not doing too bad at all. And Bottas, Bottas I think, has been one of the most underrated drivers for a long yeah. time. Um, you know, it's hard to be on a team where they just want one person winning it. So Yeah, well, um, I think every Australian driver has been in that situation. Mark Webber with Vettel. Yep. And then, um, obviously, Danny Rick has been the same. And yep. Danny Rick, that's his biggest problem. He, he's gone, over, gone across to uh, McLaren, and then all of a sudden, Lando Norris has appeared out of nowhere. Yep. And just having that great British flag on your car gives you a lot of attention it does. in Formula One. All right. NFL time. Mate, I've got some news. I've got breaking news. Yep. So I've just been watching the draft. Yep. Um, w- one thing, I've got to ask you a question before. They do it in the NBA. It happens in the NFL as well. That We've known for months the draft order, mm-hmm. and we get there, and they're on the clock. And yeah. they take their full five minutes to make a decision so like – what are you doing? I saw something today that um, so the NFL came out to Jacksonville and said because um, they're number one pick and they said, "Look, we want the the intense moments t- and to drag on. They want it to drag. They on. want it to dra- yeah, but yeah, yeah. It drives know, me insane. I know. But Travon Walker, number one, yeah, number I had one. him number one. Yeah, I think most people had him as the number one um, from Georgia. Yep. So I got Aiden Hutchinson going next down to Michigan, who I think is the better player. And in fact, you can have that all you want because that is now fact. That has just come in. It is. He's number two. Number two. Yeah. So he's, he's going. So to he was in the Heisman, the top five of the yeah. Heisman last year, and I thought he was deservedly of the number one pick. And in many people's opinions, I believe that he was the number one pick. But uh, same sort of player, I guess. More of an inside player, Walker. So I guess it's a need. Over there, a want. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but we got some possible draft day scenarios as well. Um, so there's not a big quarterback class this year. Um, so you got maybe Malik Willis out of Liberty. He'll probably be your number one quarterback. Um, he's barely going to go in the top ten, if not. Yeah, I don't think he will go in the top ten. To be fair, but um, he'll definitely be the number one quarterback. Um, so. It's it's basically an edge O line and corner heavy draft, especially first round. Um, and then your receivers sort of come into it at like the tenth to fifteenth pick. 
where you see like two Ohio State players. You got an Alabama and a USC. I saw this morning that Drake put a hundred thousand dollar bet on Drake from Drake London from USC to go first wide receiver. Did um, he really? Yeah, he put a hundred thousand bucks on it because his name was Drake. Um, <laughs> I thought that was good. Oh, I because my college team that I support is USC. Yeah, yeah. And I saw an interesting um, stat that still they are the most the the college that's had the most draftees since the professional era. I think it's tied, isn't it? No, no, 355. They're uh, well ahead of the well next ahead. one. Yep. But if you look at it over the last 10 or 15 years, it's yep. obviously Alabama and those ones come into it. Yep. Um, but um, definitely over that the longer period, it is the the team that has um, provided the most draftees. Um, it'll be interesting to see my team's the Jets. Um, yeah. I apologise for that. I don't know why they're the Jets, but I stick with them. Um, so we've got pick four and ten. Four of the top ten picks are New York teams. So, yep. um, and we got picks four and ten, and we'll see how we can stuff those up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> happens every year. And um, what about um, the Aussie beast, Daniel Falili? Yeah, I think maybe third rounder. Yeah, what they're talking about. That's what they're talking. Um, um, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Aussies in the NFL for a long time. You're a kicker. Yeah. That's 100%. all it was. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got Jordan... Mayalata. Mayalata. The big fella who... Um, he's is, going really well. He's going really well, getting yep. big raps. And um, we had Jesse Williams, who without a lot of bad luck, mm-hmm. may well have made it at, at Seattle. Yep. And now um, Fayalala. Great name. Yeah. Some hard names. It's a, a great name. Um, so, But yeah, the, the bigger bodies, especially coming from a rugby background over here... Um, just they already have the power. They don't need to learn that. They just need to learn technique, yep. which is quite hard to learn. Don't get me wrong, because you're in a, a three point stand and then you're a four point stand, um, and your first movement's backwards. Yep. So that's a completely different thing. You know, every every AF like Australian sports forward. You're going forward. You want to go forward. As an O lineman, you you're going backwards. Yep. So um, the technique's really hard to get your head around, and the position where you've got to put your hands and stuff like that. But they've got, they've got the power to do it, and they're big bodies, and they're hard to get around. And just coming from a rugby background, you know, it's tough. So. You said before that it's a quarterback. It's a bit slim yep. pickings in the quarterbacks. But there's a couple that might be on the draft, oh, on the trade radar. Yeah. Um, do you think Baker Mayfield or, or Jimmy G will end up anywhere? I think they both get done. You reckon they both? Where's, yeah. where's Baker go? Uh, what I've, what I've fits? You need, a, you need a really good fit for Baker. So I've heard... That the teams interested in both of them are Houston and Carolina are yep. the, the two main teams. Um, Carolina, whether they take Malik Willis or not, because they've got the highest pick that need a quarterback. Um, so if they don't take Malik Willis, I think you'll see a Baker Mayfield trade done in Carolina. To Carolina. Yep. So uh, that, that pushes my man Sam Darnold back again. It does, yeah. Um I think there'll be a close fight, to be honest. I don't think Darnold or Baker Mayfield has, has shown enough to predominantly... I think Baker's shown that he's got the tools. Yeah. And Sam Darnold just, I don't know. Look, he was a dominant quarterback in college. Yeah, at USC. And um, so I watched a lot of his games. And, yeah, it's just... He's, again, been unlucky with injury, but also having the, the Jets um, O-line just didn't really help. At all. Another big name is Debo. Debo Samuel. What happens there? I mean, it's 
the Jets and the Packers yeah. are interested. And this is where NFL over – well, AFL's going that way, coming coming on for the, the ride, but trading future picks mm-hmm. and things like that because Green Bay just don't have the – they got two first-rounders. Yeah, but 22 and yeah. tw- 28. Would you rather take pick four or pick ten? So I think Green Bay are going to be the biggest movers in this in this draft period. So I yeah. think they'll they'll package both of those up and move to a thirteenth or a fourteenth pick. Yep. Or they'll trade them for a Debo type of guy, which I think San Fran will take. Do you th- you reckon San Fran will take twenty two and twenty eight over a pick ten? I look. I I don't want the Jets to give up pick four, but. Yeah, we're on the clock at the moment. I'm guessing that they will because that's what the Jets are famous for. I honestly don't. Debo's getting old. He's 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 not the youngest. I mean, and he's come out and said he doesn't want to be a running back. He just wants to be a receiver, which limitation which has limitations on his role. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I, I see him getting. I honestly don't know if San Francisco will let him go. That's an iffy. That's a 50-50 for me. Um, if he does, maybe the Jets, maybe Green Bay, future first. Yep. And and a second round or something like that gets it done. My thing for the Jets is that there are plenty of wide receivers around. Yeah, and this draft Don't go wasting yeah. a, a high pick on, on getting Debo Samuel. He's, he's only 26. And the issue that they have with it also is he's on a pretty big contract at San Francisco. So yep. if you can get a, a receiver in the draft that... May not be as good, but might be that good in a couple of years, and you're paying him a lot less. Um, you got to get salary cap, work salary cap into that. Play too. a bit of money ball. You do. Excellent. There's no other picks yet come through, so I'll keep an eye on it because, yeah. you know, the celebrated first pick to the Jets cannot wait. <laughs> All right, AFL time. So we're gonna do. We usually do, Essendon, Carlton. Um, and then the game of the round, but this week we'll change it up. We still got all three teams in there, but we'll go Carlton, Brisbane, and the game of the round, which I had as Essendon and Collingwood. Yep. Um, so we'll start off with Carlton. Carlton uh, lost to Frio, fourteen thirteen ninety seven to nine eight sixty two. Uh, Walsh had thirty six. Cripps had three goals. Three, three goals and could he could he pick up three votes? It was one hell of a performance. I don't know who takes the three votes off him. I don't know. Um, two players that I love to see on this, the other page here is Lockie Schultz, three goals, and Rory Lobb, three goals. Yep. Nothing blows my mind more than that. Um, look, you, if you look at the stats and you look at this, happens. This has happened twice in both games that we've lost now. Um, we won possessions. We won contested possessions. We won uncontested possessions. And we lose the inside 50 count by 18. It's, it's not just losing the inside 50 count. That is a massive differential. Like You how, can't win games. How can you have more of, literally more of everything and lose inside 50s, I guess, position? I honestly don't know if we're not attacking enough going forward. Um, I thought Pittner hurt uh, us out. 100%. That, that's a, quarter. A, a really big loss. It was not just the first quarter. It was five minutes into yeah, the first yeah. quarter. I think I honestly think that rule should change, looking at it from... I know Scott Pendlebury came out and said something on Twitter this week saying that if you're not looking at... Because in no other circumstances can you not look at the ball and put your knee up. Hodgy was the same. Hodgy came out and said, um, how can that be justified when he's he, he literally is just... 
creating contact. Yeah. So I think it's PCL and he's out for three months. Pitnet. Yep. Um, unfortunate, but we might get to see the likes of Alex Murkov um, come up or if CRTDK goes. And I don't mind Jack Silvani as a backup rock. So um, um, don't, I, as a Carlton fan, which you are, don't be too discouraged. Most teams are going to go <laughs> over and get beaten by Frio over yeah. there. They are far better than anyone is giving them credit yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, far better than what the AFL give them credit for. You know that no one, the whole AFL world is just letting them fly under the radar. Yep. Which um, they're going to beat. They're going to take some big scalps over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing, you know, um, watching it. And we ju- we just never in it. It just felt like we were never in it. Like we all, it felt like even though we were up it for a little bit in the first quarter, it just felt like we were going to lose the game um, from the get go. Um, we're not damaging enough with the ball. We don't take the inside kick. It takes us... We we kick 10 metres here, 10 metres there, backwards 10 metres, and we're in the same spot. But is that a confidence thing? You, you've come, you're coming in with a new game plan now? Um, yeah, look, I don't, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I... When we move the ball fast, we look really good, um, and it gets it gets Makaya one on one, it gets Colonel one on one, and you back them players to win the one on one contest more often than not. Um, but Michael Voss was a contested beast when he played, yep. and it seems to me like that's what he's trying to instill first yep. into you guys. Mm-hmm. It's a process, yep. and, I, and I know that that term gets brand bandied around a lot, um, but it is a process, and they will. I think they'll come good. Yeah, I think I still think they play finals, and and oh, same. Yeah, if you ask any Carlton fan, surely playing finals is a massive step forward. Oh yeah, forward. for sure. If you ask me, it was four and two. You know, it just disappoints me that the loss to the Gold Coast. That was a pretty shit loss. It's it's probably good that it does disappoint you. It just shows that yeah. you're improving. Um, next game on the cards. I'll let you take this one, Rob. Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Twenty-one six, one thirty-two to eleven fourteen eighty. Look, just polish. Yeah, that's all it was. Um, inside fifties, I think we lost the inside fifties, or Brisbane lost the inside fifties by five or six. Yep. Um, the possessions, Brisbane were just ahead on all the possessions and everything like that. But um, the difference was when Brisbane went in inside fifty. Is someone ringing you, mate? Yeah, I might answer it. See how he goes. Okay. Who is it? Father. Oop, we may have lost Dad. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, you're on the two percent podcast, mate. You've just called. <laughs> the phone, the phone didn't stop. G'day, Mister Liam. Um, this is Rob, the other half for t- this week. G'day, Rob. How are you, mate? mate I'm great. I'll, I'll leave you two to it if you like. I'd... No, go on. No, no, no. I just wanted to call back up to find out who uh, who actually got drafted first. I was on the car. Well. Well, this is amazing because we were talking about this. Liam, give it, give your dad the information. We've just we've just done this on the podcast. Yeah, well done. Good timing. Yeah. Um. So Travon Walker went first to the Jags, who's a D line out of Georgia. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson went second out of Michigan, who I thought was the best player in the draft. But we'll see how that goes. Right. Right. There's good news. Oh, hey, Liam. What's that? There's good news, though. What's that? That um, 
I have no idea who the Jets drafted at four. Source Gardner. So a cornerback from the from the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. So I feel sorry for that guy um, because he's now gone to the Jets and his career is probably over. But I will continue to support them. But I just love the name Source. That's awesome. That's amazing the way the Jets have a habit of doing that, don't oh. they? I mean, they get these really good guys, and next year they're, they're out hang, hung out to dry. It's yeah. Really it's terrible. But anyway, at least we didn't trade the pick for some something down the track that never gets used. So, well, Yeah, you, true. You think Baker May, Mayfield gets traded in this draft, Dad? I don't think so. No, I, don't, I think everybody's going to see who's going to get who on the quarterbacks. And then, well, there's not uh, many quarterbacks. Well, I know that, but what I'm saying is, too, is nobody's in a hurry because he's got that $18 million contract for this year. Yeah. You know, so I don't think anybody wants to pay that that $18 million. It's a lot of money to, you know, to put out. But um, I think uh, the Browns are going to have to, you know, swallow some of that, uh, probably half of that, to um, to um, make the deal. I mean, nobody's going to pay the $18 million for him, I don't think. I think it's just too much. It's just... The bubble's too big. And you're, you're not a big fan of Baker Mayfield, are you? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not because, because I was a Cleveland fan for two years and we got stuck with this guy and we had an absolute Super Bowl team except the quarterback both years. You know, So we give him two years for training, which he did okay, I guess. But then the last two years, he should have, that team should have went to the Super Bowl. You know, it, it was, I mean, you look at every position, it was one of the best. You can you couldn't find a better team with better better people for that position they hold, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But that's my take on it. But I'm always wrong anyhow. So. Uh, well, you're a fantasy f- football guru. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and when are you coming? coming at, when are you coming to Australia so we can meet you face to face? We hear all the stories. Oh uh, well, that should be um, shortly. Actually, I think from I should be over there shortly. Um, when I say that, that's anywhere from now for another six months. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, but the well, reason I say that as well, you guys are going to go into your winter, aren't you? Yeah, but that's when the footy's on. So, and it, we're in Queen, <laughs> we're in Queensland. We're not in, um, we're not in Victoria or Tasmania. So, if you do come, we'll take you to the, we'll take you to the AFL. Oh, there you go. Look forward to it. <laughs> Look forward to it. Thank you. All right. I'll leave you guys with it on that. That's my take on that. Uh, on the Baker Mayfield thing, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's for the higher gods in the NFL, I guess. You know, so all good. All right, all, all the best, guys. I'll call you back after. See you later. All right, see you later. All right, bye. There you go. What an absolute special. What an absolute <laughs> legendary special. So not only does the Two Percent Podcast give opinions from ourselves, we go straight to the source. Source. I'm going to use the word source a lot <laughs> yeah. today. Go straight to the source. Go straight to the US. And we get some real, real time feedback on Correct. on the draft. There you go. What were we doing before that? We're talking about Brisbane. Oh, polished. Brisbane polished. Yeah, look, real quick, uh, Bailey, Zach Bailey. He's unbelievable, mate. Six goals, not rated by many people. No, I'll rate him. Yeah, he'll he can fly into that. I thought um, Cameron kicked four and and um, Danaher kicked three, but yeah. they pretty much were very lucky to kick those goals. They got yep. some good service at the end. Um, Sam Collins from the Suns, to me, still one of the most impressive defenders yep. going around. 100%. So, uh, yeah. I believe that too. And, and you look at it from a Suns point of view, you know, it's, it's a 52-point loss, but Brisbane kicked 
astronomically well, 21-6, and you missed some pretty decent opportunities as well. You know, that that game could have been... Hit the post twice out of those 21-6-2. But you look at it, 25 scoring shots to 27. It's not that bad. Whenever we're, we were losing games, when Brisbane were losing them all the time, um, scoring shots was always my measure of yep. if we're still in the game. You can mm-hmm. be four goals down, but if your scoring shots are even, mm-hmm. you're in the game. Yeah, yep. And I think they were definitely in the game. And it was the best. I've, I've watched I watch a lot of the Suns. I haven't seen a lot of them live in the last couple of years. Yep. But watching Matt Rowe play live is something special. And if you get a chance, go and do it. Yeah, and no Anderson, 33 touches. Isn't it interesting that Anderson was Rowell's captain in under-18? Yeah. Everything was about Rowell. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anderson's a, a quality player. He's a gets quality. A lot, gets a lot of the ball, does turn it over, but that's what happens when you get a lot of it. So the question I want to ask you out of the Suns' point of view is, um, now I can't remember his name, Lacocious. Yes, Where's yeah. his best position? South Australia. <laughs> um, look, I don't know that his heart's in it, to be honest. I don't think... Um, I think they're mucking around with him at the moment, which I I can't see the point in mucking around with him. He's a better defender than a forward. Yeah. Um, if he's gone, like everyone's saying that he he wants to go back to South Australia, play him in his best position, get some draft yep, currency capital, into yep. him. Yep. Get something into him. But um, out of all the young blokes they've got, he's the one I think. If they lose him, there's other players around that will okay. fill that void. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, just ball use for me is quite. I, I would have him kicking out every every time. He yeah, can. his ball use is very good, but I. To me, sometimes these guys that come into the game at that age and they dominate under eighteen level, but then their bodies don't fill mm-hmm. out like others, mm-hmm. and he he's still a skinny kid. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, a change of environment for him, maybe going back home if he is one of those guys yep. that likes that. Well, good news out of the Suns as well. Ainsworth has signed for another couple. Another two years. Takes him up to free agency. Very clever on his behalf as well. Yep. So, but no, good, a good get by them. Yep. Um, game of the round, Rob. Game of the round. Essendon v Collingwood. It was 15-3-93 to 12-10-82. Once again, you're looking at the scoring shots here in Essendon. Well in the game. Well in the game. Um, was it four more? Yeah, when you look at it, um, Ginevan and Majacek kicking nine goals between them. Yep. Um, they definitely had a um, a really good uh, good run in front of goal, and you know Collingwood. Look, I don't. Th- oh. You look at the ladder now. Essendon are sitting sixteenth, mm-hmm. and Collingwood are in the eight. I would have dead sets thought that would have been the other way around yep. at the start yep. of the season. Collingwood are overachieving, I think, at the moment. Yeah, um, doing really well. Craig McRae. I know Craig. I met him yep. a few times. Actually, know his aunt. And um, spoken to him a few times. Now, Craig McRae comes across to me as very much in that father figure kind of mould. Okay. The, the, the Chris Fagan mm-hmm. kind of yeah. um, coach. So I think he's going to have a lot of success in getting the players to play their best football. Yeah. Whether their best football is good enough to win games, a lot of games of footy, that's another story. But uh, Chris Fagan was in that mm-hmm. situation too, where Brisbane were winning five games a year. But they were improving, even yep. at winning five games a year. I, th- I think Craig McRae is going to be a very, very good senior coach. Yep. So 15-3, um, he was a goal sneak, and he's got yep. these little goal sneaks playing well. What did you think What did you think of Parrish's game? Because there's been a lot said about Parrish. Yeah, um, I thought it was very good. I, I, I honestly don't know what they're saying. I, every time he touched the ball in the first, first half, he did something with it. Yep. It's not like his touches mean nothing. No. Um, 
I could tell he had 18 in the first half or whatever, uh, 30 in the first half. He had 30 touches in a half of football. But Joe Watson didn't even rate it to put him in the best three players on the ground. Oh, he's in my best three for the game, 110%. Easy. It comes back a lot to these these best player awards. And what I what I marvel at is that we get told all the time that the Brownlow is a midfielder's award and the umpire shouldn't award it. But all these awards are popularity contests. Yeah. It doesn't matter which one it is. There's, there was no forwards or defenders in the... Oh sorry, you know, key forwards or key defenders yeah. in that. Um, so, Ginevan wins an Anzac Day medal. Congratulations to him. Played yeah. a great game, kicked mm-hmm. five goals. Um, he does seem like... He, he actually seems like he's got a bit of something that's yeah, gonna, yeah. that people are going to love. But Parrish has 44 touches... Um, Pendlebury had a great game as well. Yep. That kind of stuff. But five goals meant the difference. Go back a game to the Lions. Zach Bailey wins the Marcus Ashcroft yeah, medal. Yeah. Six goals. Jared Lyon was by far the best player in the field. 30 yep. possessions and a goal. Yep. But the six goals makes the difference. Yep. So we are... For the, I think for the um, for these medals that are awarded on a day, we, we just... We're, we're, um, we fall in love with how many goals are kicked. Yeah, I I, I kind of feel that too. And I, you know, if anyone thinks that, especially, I, I can't believe he's copping flack for getting 40. You don't go out in an Anzac Day match and get 44 touches and not getting the votes. So I'm sorry, and you lose by 10 points or whatever it was. Is it just the Aussie way of cutting down the tall poppies? Oh, you know? well... Remember, yeah. Mitchell used to cop it all the time, Tom yeah. Mitchell. Well, I think he's in a similar boat to Mitchell, but I think Parrish uses it way better than Mitchell does. Yep. Um, and more he's certainly his possessions mean more because yeah, exactly. Mitchell, there's a lot of backward handballing. Yeah, it, Mitchell gets it. And I think Mitchell had like 18 touches or something in the first half on the weekend and f- 13 of them were handballs. Yep. Like... Not that damaging, it, is it? it? It's not that damaging. Where Parrish had like 30 and I think half of them were kicks, so if not more... And, um, yeah, look, uh, I, I honestly don't know why he's copping flack. I thought it was a really good game. On the other hand, in that game, I think Zach Merritt's more in the conversation with a Tom Mitchell. So I, in I, what I, way? I, I would rather have Parrish on my team than I would Merritt. At the moment, without a doubt. But I'm... I'm just saying, you know, Merritt gets as many touches as Parrish does, if not more. You know, he gets 35. Yeah, 36 on the week. I'm just having a look at that. Yeah. Um, but knowing, like, I didn't notice Zach Merritt. I noticed Darcy Parrish. Yeah. One thing I just had a look at, that Parrish had 310 metres gained. Yeah. And Zach Merritt had 415. Neither of those are big numbers yeah. for that many possessions. That many touches. When you look at it, that's eight metres per possession for Darcy yeah. Parrish, mm. which again suggests... Well, he had 13 kicks and 31 handballs. Yeah. Um, and I know that the good teams at the moment seem to be running around about a a um, three-to-two handball ratio. Yeah. So when, you, when you're actually making yeah. four handballs for every two kicks, it, it, I, don't, I think you need to get the ball in the boot and moving yep. forward quicker. And I think that's the way Essendon should play um, going forward. They don't have many tall-marking prospects up forward, you and know. Peter Wright. Other that's all. Bit. Other yeah, than Peter Wright, he's not going to win your games of footy. Exactly as a right. Forward. And if you're, you get McDonald, Tip and Wood, get the ball to ground. Yeah, they need him get back. Get Crummers. You got Jake Stringer there. You've well, got you yeah. got you got a few. You know, get which, the ball. Which maybe shows where the, the where they're at because they haven't had McDonald, Tip and Woody. They haven't had um, Jake Jake Stringer or Zach Merritt. Yeah. So maybe it's just going to take a few a few more weeks to get in. And the AFL better hope so because they're in Friday night footy nearly every week. Yep. So All right. We'll, we'll finish up here, Rob. Yep. Uh, we'll do our doomsday and our bets of the week. 
So your doomsday scenario for the week. My doomsday is, and it actually filters through to my bet of the week because I think I don't think it will happen, but it is the doomsday. If the GWS Giants lose this week, yep. I, I believe that um, Cameron will be out of a job next week. I think he, I think he will resign. I don't think he'll be sacked. I think ten years service they will give him that luxury of making the decision himself. Yep. But I think he'll go if they don't win this week. My doomsday scenario is Nick Malcheski t- kicks ten plus <laughs> on me tonight. Um, oh dear. Look, I, I'm hoping to keep him under eight. Hoping to keep him under eight. One of the great comments of all time. <laughs> yeah. If Jez would here was here, he would roll his eyes at you and he'd go, "Yeah, all right." Um, if Nick Malcheski kicks over ten tonight, I'll be disappointed. I understand he's an ex AFL player, but to kick ten in any game is is quite. Phenomenal. So I'm hoping that he doesn't. Liam, what, what's your favourite charity? My charity? Yeah. Have you got a favourite charity? Uh, Beyond Blue. Beyond Blue. All right. For every goal under eight that um, the Nick Melchewski kicks tonight, so I don't care if you're on him or anyone, yeah, yeah. I'll 10 bucks donation to Beyond Blue. Okay. So, because that, that's... Um, that, <laughs> at least then we'll have something to, to yeah. think about. And for every goal over 80 kicks... I'll oh. also donate ten bucks to right. Beyond Blue. So we either want to keep them to one or twenty. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, your bet of the week, Robert. Oh I've yes, got it here. you've got it there. Yep, you've got G- GWS to win. Yep. Alec Waterman to kick two. Yep. Took Miller for thirty. Yep. Charlie Cameron for two, and Patrick Cripps for two. Jeez, look. Seems to me like a slam dunk. Get yeah, on board. I'd get on board with that. I'm too. actually going to have to get on board because I'm going to have to pay some money to um, yeah. Beyond Blue. Um, my better $34, by the way. $34. For those, bucks. for those blokes playing at home. There you go. Get on board. I don't I don't give you the dollar twenty favourites. No. My bet of the week is Guthrie for 20, Brayshaw for 25. Yep. Which Brayshaw? Andrew. Andrew. Playing yep. well. Jack Steele for 25 and Max King to kick two. I, I think he kicks... Two goals, six this week. <laughs> does, does one goal six? Does that equal two goals? Oh, you hope so, wouldn't you? He would, but um, I don't think it will. Toby Green to kick two this week. Yeah, he'll be he'll be better for a run last yep. week. Yeah, uh, Ben Keys twenty five and Toronto for twenty five, and that multi pays eleven seventy one. Money in the bank That's sounds right. like to me. Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it, Rob? Now, if I can, I ask a question. If I can get that. My multi up. Mm-hmm. Can I come on next week and give another one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Mate, you're welcome anytime. Yep. Well, there you go. So. All right. Sweet. No, we appreciate you coming on, Rob. Um, I love speaking sport with you. It's quite easy, actually. So It's a bit of fun. It is. And um, do we want a last draft update before we go? Yeah, we'll get one last draft update before we go. So I'm still getting excited over Source. You should see the memes that have come out over Source, Source bottles. and um, Okay. Goodness no, the sixth pick in the draft, the Panthers select Akeem Akonwu. So the Panthers didn't go Malik Willis. No. So that, I honestly think Baker Mayfield goes there now. And Kayvon, oh, Kayvon. I'm just going to call him Kayvon yeah, yeah, from now yeah. on. He's a giant. He's a giant. He's yep. a good player too. Yeah, he is. I did watch a bit of a few of his games in college football. I miss college football too. Yeah. Though. It's good fun. But that's oh, it. All right, Robert. Uh, thanks for coming on, brother. And You're a legend. That's 2% weekly sport breakdown. Dunsky. Woo! Uh, uh, I just want milk that tastes like real milk. This tastes like full cream milk. 
And only two, 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 two percent fat. <laughs>